Lord shall keep us and preserve us. Save me, O Lord, for the godly man has failed. Wisdom. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, as we apostles were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by soothsaying. She followed Paul and us, crying, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul was annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I charge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs which it is not lawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's fetters were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Men, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once with all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them, and he rejoiced with all his household that he had believed in God. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive.
At that time, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. We must work the works of him who sent me, while it is day, night comes, when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As he said this, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and anointed the man's eyes with the clay, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Is not this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He said, I am the man. They said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. The Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? There was a division among them. So they again said to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight, until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight, and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but how he now sees we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess him to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner I do not know. One thing I know that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you too want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, why, this is a marvel. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. 
We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who speaks to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Peace be with you. Proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The story of the man born blind forces us into great, great discomfort because it places us face to face with the reality that not everything in the world is fair nor is it equal. It forces us to accept that some of us have a more challenging life experience for reasons that we simply cannot comprehend. For example, I cannot comprehend why I cannot grow a full head of beautiful, wavy, flowing hair. You know, like the Minnesota hockey playoffs hair. I can't do that, and I can't comprehend it. But this is my reality. Aside from my stupid joke, however, all of us encounter people, or perhaps we ourselves, who experience great hardship and limitations in our lives because we were born with a specific condition, which limits our ability to live what we call a full life. There are many people who are born with illnesses or people who develop some type of illness which is simply debilitating. In today's Gospel reading from the Evangelist John, we hear of a man who was born who was blind. This is all that John tells us. In another part of the scriptures, but especially in the teachings of St. John Chrysostom and the teachings of St. Irenaeus, we learn that he was actually born without eyes, not just blind. Due to his condition, he became a beggar. He became one 
who was frankly useless to the society as they understood their society. He became one who was completely and fully dependent on the mercy or the scraps of pity of those around him. Rather than being a productive, fully grown man who contributes to everyone around him. Now the story ends beautifully. We all know it. The Lord Jesus heals this man who was born blind, and this man now becomes a source of strengthening faith in the Lord God for everyone who looked prior to that with disdain upon him. Let me read to you a couple of verses from the first part, from the introduction of the gospel reading today. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? That's the question that the disciples, those who were closest to Jesus, asked. His answer is, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. We must work the works of him who sent me. You see, in this gospel, St. John relates this difficult conversation that Jesus has with his disciples. The disciples ask him to reveal to them who in this blind man's life sinned such a grave sin that God punished him in such a terrible manner. Basically, they were looking for a cause. They were looking for a reason. Jesus, frankly, doesn't even answer their question. Does he now? Instead, he simply tells them that this man's suffering is an opportunity for them to do the will of God by helping this man who was born into a tragic situation. But I believe this lesson, brothers and sisters, to be more than just the tragedy of illnesses for which we do not have a source or the tragedy of other illnesses for which we do not have a cure. I believe this lesson is about the illness that afflicts all of us, that afflicts our society today, and it clearly afflicted the society of the times of Jesus. It's a different type of illness. It's a different type of blindness. I'm thinking of the blindness which holds back from seeing a holy, good, and potentially productive member of society in every single person we encounter. Yes, there are people in the world today who are born into situations that disadvantage them, and others who have ended up in situations that are terrifying because of their own doing or because of other events that have taken place around them. And these situations seem inescapable. 
but they are not. Every situation has the potential for healing, even if the healing is not in the manner that we imagine it or desire it. Whenever we encounter people who suffer in such a manner, rather than looking upon them with disdain or at best pity, today's gospel reading teaches us to turn our mind toward compassion and toward our own call from the Lord God. Remember that Jesus didn't answer his disciples where the sin was. Rather, he simply exhorted them to serve the needs of this man. He didn't answer them for a root of the cause of the suffering. He simply reminded them of their calling to stretch out their hand and help. We learn to bring people into healing and to bring healing into people. But in order for that healing to take, to take place, two things must happen. Two steps must happen. First, we who are able must simply carry out the works of mercy to which our merciful God has called us. And if we come across a person who suffers due to any limitation at all, it means that we were sent. If we encounter someone, it means that the Lord God has placed us there. And isn't it beautiful that this pool where the blind man washed the clay off his eyes is called the pool of Siloam, which means sent. That's exactly what it means. We are sent into the lives of people who suffer. We are sent into the lives of people who are broken, even if they're broken by their own doing. We're sent to bring healing. And sometimes we're sent to bring healing and to bring help even when we ourselves are suffering, even when we ourselves are in need. Remember that the Lord Jesus did not take out plentitudes of money to give to this man. He took spit and dirt from nothingness. He created something from nothingness he brought restoration, all because he answered the call from the Lord God in heaven, because he was sent. And he did that second thing. Remember at the beginning I said, there are two things that must happen for healing to take place. The second thing we learn from the scriptures is that after we give whatever we can of ourselves for the healing of the person, we must actually show him or her the way where the restoration of healing takes place. 
the Lord Jesus, after he put the clay on his, hand, on his eyes with his own hands, he did not say, open your eyes and see. He said, go, go to the pool and wash. There's an expectation of teaching and there's an expectation of learning. So that the healing can become complete. The pool of Siloam, the pool of those who are sent, is available to each and every person. But not each and every person knows how to find it himself. Not each and every person is able to find or reach the pool himself. That's precisely why you and I and each and every one of us is called and sent to be the first move, to be the first mover into something good, as Socrates, the ancient Greek philosopher says. Brothers and sisters, simply put, we're called to make sure to be fully present, to be fully present in the lives of people around us. We must be attentive to the needs of those who suffer. We must help them from our blessings and must also give them a good word of guidance so that their lives might be fulfilled in the healing that God intends for each. Even if that healing is not as we picture or as we desire it. May the Lord God be glorified through the holy works and the holy words that we provide to those in need as we live out our calling to make complete the lives of those who are in need. Amen.